Welcome to Upskill Talks. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw, lead upskiller at Upskill Community. Upskill Talks is a podcast for leaders. Leaders who are actively seeking innovative and creative ways to interact, lead themselves and others. In every episode, through real-life stories and enlightening conversations, we will explore the challenges and opportunities real leaders face in today's ever-changing workplace. We will present you with real strategies for you to leverage your soft skills and produce transformative results. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Let us begin. Radical integrity. Not just integrity, but the radical form of integrity. That's what we've been talking about in this series. Whether you've been following us all along in the series or you're joining us for the very first time, come right on in. We want to know what you think radical integrity is and how it's showing up for you. How do we measure integrity? That's important. And what we said was, then therefore... If we're thinking about integrity on a continuum, we have to recognize that the world is not just about us. There's a social component of the evaluation of integrity. And so if we do something that we feel in our heads and we're locked in our heads as this is us, this is who we are, this is how we do it, and we are a whole this way. But the impact, the outcome on society, the outcome on others is tremendously negative. Then, then we cannot evaluate that as integrity. So we have to think about what are we evaluating? What are we measuring? Are we measuring people's definitions of integrity or are we measuring the outcome of our actions and our decisions and so on as that is where integrity meets the rubber, the, where the rubber meets the road in terms of our understanding of what integrity is. So I think the point you raised, Diana, is, is a fair point to bring back because we start off by saying, if we go to the de definition in the dictionary, this is what it says. And this is the definition that we walk around with. And it is a misguided definition for a lot of us who are not self-aware, who are not thoughtful, and who actually don't care about others. And so as long as that definition is allowed to flourish, then we walk around saying, this is who I am. I'm living in my integrity without regard for others. And this is what we're, we've come to, having started from sort of this definition um, from the dictionary. Based on our conversations, we've come to a place to say, actually, stick a pin. Definition of integrity seems to not just be about us. It's not just something locked in our head. There's an interaction with others because others have to validate this integrity to give us their trust, as Sylvia talked about. Others have to validate this integrity to interact with us. But beyond that, we navigate spaces where we may need to compromise in the short term on what we call integrity for longer term outcomes for individuals or for an organization. So I think that is sort of where we're coming back. That may be what is radical about the, the integrity that we're talking about, that we're, <laughs> yeah. we're rejecting the definition that is provided in the dictionary and saying we need to take a step further than just everybody having their own, this is how I feel whole, but that we're going to measure and evaluate whether or not you have integrity 
by your deeds, by your actions, and by the impact that that has on others. I think, I think so. I think it's correct for everybody to be up in their own heads around what they call integrity and what their brand of integrity. But does your brand of integrity get evaluated at the societal level, at the social level, as valid as fitting within positive outcomes for others, positive impact on others? I think that is... Now I've just come to what I call the radical definition. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've come to the juncture where there's a moral component to this idea of integrity. And based on the pure definition of integrity, in that showing up as your whole self, effectively living living your values, there are individuals, I would submit, that live in true integrity based on values that are maladaptive in a broader societal state. So we don't all share the same values. And if we are being true to ourselves, then we will show up in the world in much different ways while exercising our truth. Also, I would posit that this idea of values is not static. It's not a rock. As you go through life, your values compete. There are certainly strong values around economic engagement that may be truer when you're younger. And as you mature, less weighty. You've achieved a certain level of respectability in your profession, and other values that were always you come more to the surface, and we then have, we feel the freedom to be able to express those values, having attained other aspects of our sense of self earlier in our lives. So it's certainly fluid. This business of expressing and practicing values would suggest something very fluid, but also not necessarily something that is one size fits all that way. I like to to think about it as a, I call it an integrity (laughs) trade-off, because it really depends on on the clear opportunity costs that present relative to the values that are prominent at different stages of your life. You're showing up honest, but am I really, can I be as honest as I could be when there are other values that I need to attain? Thinking of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, for example, there's an imperative at the lower end of that hierarchy for me to achieve certain basic things that may suggest that in my showing up in the world, I do need to do a little bit of trade-off around what's important for me in in that. So yeah, I'm coining the term an integrity trade-off that is relevant at different stages of one's life, aligned with the fluidity of the value system that we hold as we move through. I steer the conversation in this way because this upskill community is one that supports leadership. And all of that idea that integrity is not static, 
values certainly are not static. There are individuals who may turn up with integrity that are somewhat maladaptive in the context of broader systems. Let's examine that from the perspective of leadership. And one of the imperatives of leadership, especially in our more modern days, is this imperative of building cultures of belonging. I really like where you're going with integrity and leadership. So I wanted to just say one thing in terms of definition before you jump into that. I really want to say, I think there are levels to our understanding and there needs to be levels to our understanding of integrity. And I mean, at the baseline level really is around sort of showing up with that, with the truth, following the rules, doing the right thing, you know, when no one is watching. That's the definition I gave at the beginning. I think that's the baseline definition. But I think when we come into a more complex world, the world in which we lead today, when we come into a world where there's so many complexities to navigate, we have to have a more nuanced and sort of broader understanding of integrity. And perhaps that we have to give integrity certain levels And that there's a baseline level that we all sort of work with and have that understanding around sort of telling the truth and showing up as the truth on a very baseline level. But there are higher levels of understanding that we have to navigate in terms of integrity. And that may mean that the person who sees good in a strategy, in a policy, may even be dishonest in the language that they use to get to a policy that actually has great outcomes for all. And so is that person acting with lack of integrity? You know, and that's where I really like this idea of the integrity trade-off because the truth that that person really brings you know, you talk about competing values, maybe to look out for something greater for the organization. However, navigating the complexities may mean using an approach that may not give the perception of integrity, but the goal is integrity. The outcome is integrity. So I think that based on the space in which we currently lead, we're going to have to layer up integrity, provide some levels and some depth of understanding to what we mean when we say it's not just one thing anymore and it needs to be understand, understood in a little bit more complex way. Yes, there is no consensus. I hear your definition of doing the right thing, but there is no implied consensus simply in that statement as to what the right thing come back within the context of of leadership because leadership exercises itself within specific environments. We are leaders within our profession and there may be within that profession an established understanding of ethics and what is right. (laughs) Within the political environment that we currently live in, there appears to be strong value for power And therefore, I live my integrity by seeking to achieve power at any cost. It may mean that I am acting a little dishonestly. I don't tell whole truths. I manipulate, but I'm achieving that value. And if I'm measuring my integrity against that value, I'm doing okay and I can sleep at night. And it may not necessarily resonate with each of us, because not all of us can navigate that kind of existence as comfortably as others. 
So bring it back within the context of leadership. And Tiffany Especially had her hand the, up, yeah. Go ahead, Tiffany. I think what comes up for me in this part of the conversation is the concern for the slippery slope, right? The how much is too much? How much is just enough? Because there are some examples out there where some would argue that a person was doing something, it was wrong, but the reason that they were doing it was because they wanted to have greater equity. They wanted to expose issues in the system. They saw that something wasn't working and people were being disadvantaged. So they did something to work around to create greater advantage for others, but it was fundamentally wrong. It was against the ethics of the organization. And when I say slippery slope, I think that along the way, people are compromising. And what did you, what was the word you used or the phrase you used that you were coining there, Peter? The integrity integrity trade-off. That they're navigating that integrity trade-off and everything's good. And it's all good when you're at the extremes where it's pretty much most people would say it's wrong or most people would say it's right or most people would say that's a worthwhile trade-off. But it's in that middle where it could go either way and how much is too much. And I do feel like there is something that we need to reflect on. And that is in, in trying to figure out that trade-off or we need to be mindful of the potential that we are going down a slippery slope. And we're not only compromising our own values, but integrity more generally and sliding toward what the majority would say is actually wrong, regardless of what the intention was, regardless of the desire for greater equity or greater whatever it may be, that no matter what the intention was and no matter where you were trying to get, that what you did was not okay. So that was the point that I wanted to raise. Right. Sylvia has her hand up. Sylvia? Yeah, I'm thinking of what what you just said, Peter, and what you said, Tiffany. There is the need for us to consider ourselves members of a society that has perhaps not the same centralized or unifying way of guiding everything, what is right and what is wrong. We used to do it more around religion. We see now society moving away from religion, which is one of the of the compass that we used to use for judging what is right and what's wrong and what integrity could be within that context. But at the same time, like what you say, Tiffany, is, is correct. It's like, what is the slippery slope? And we know that change only comes from extremes, right? People who gears us towards the what we say it's not right or just simply want to break the status quo i mean think slavery think uh, human rights think equality think inclusion all these things someone has said this is not right and it comes to an analysis and it begs the analysis of power what are we protecting if we're protecting the power the status quo Mm -hmm. of power then of course the resistance is okay right the resistance to what perhaps Michelle says, oh, we need to shake this up because I don't feel included around this table. I need a space where my voice is also heard. Someone who holds the power in decision-making around that table is going to say, 
what Michelle is saying is not correct. But however, it is important and it's necessary. So I think taking integrity, if we take integrity as as something that we aspire and I, I want us to go back is, it's an exercise, it's a practice. And of course, it involves trade-offs, it involves decisions that we make. And some of them are strategic because a person who is hungry has to make the strategic decision of not living in their integrity because they need to eat. Otherwise, they will not be alive the next day. And this is what we see in the supermarkets, right? In the meantime, some big CEO is getting a pay, pay increase of uh, certain billions, millions of dollars, whatever, right? So those are the, the strategic decisions that we're making. And I think it's, it's that context that allows us to understand integrity as more than a, a value that everybody should be measured up to, but rather a practice that may have failings and may have success, success depending on the context in which we are operating. Yeah. And yes. that is where freedom, the freedom of being, perhaps once we, as you mentioned before, Peter Maslow's um, hierarchy of needs are satisfied, we feel free to actually ignore certain aspects of that. And say, oh, yeah, I used to want equality for all. But for now, I think I'm okay if my neighbors are equal to me because they don't pose any danger to me. And that is a shift in that integrity. So just something for us to consider. Next week, we wrap up our conversation on radical integrity. Please be sure to join us for the closing component of this conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of Upskill Talks. We bring you new episodes every Monday. Please take a moment to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and a written review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to share Upskill Talks with other leaders like yourself, so they too may gain the skills and insights to produce amazing results.